Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. your day uh, is exactly what you want it to be. And if it's not, I hope you have figured out uh, that if there is something you can change about it, that you go about and you make those necessary changes. So it is becoming what you want it to become uh, if it's not already there. So and that's the beauty about the journey, right? Uh, thank God. <laughs> thank God um, recovery isn't a destination. Uh, I'd have fouled up a long time ago. Uh, because once you get to the destination, what do you do, right? You're going to go backward, right? Uh, so because recovery is a journey, I'm continually moving, right? I'm that, um, I'm that baller who never picks up his dribble. Uh, I just keep moving through life and uh, know that eventually I'm going to get enough things right, providing I just don't stop. I just keep working, right? Uh, uh, failure is not defined as not hitting your goal. Uh, failure is defined as stopping as you pursue your goal. And so I hope you continue to pursue your personal recovery, understanding uh, that I that it was previously stated, we claim spiritual progress uh, rather than spiritual perfection, right? We we can strive for the perfection. We want to set that that mark as high as possible, as I recently stated in one of my podcasts. But in terms of what we claim at the end of the day, um, I'm not going to claim perfection because what does that mean, right? It means, number one, I'm probably very deluded because <laughs> if you know me for a minute, you'll know that I'm not perfect, uh, nor do I ever want to claim to be, but I can strive to be. And so if I hit perfection, is there anywhere beyond perfection, right? So if I, if I was able to attain perfection, how boring would that be, right? Because I get to the to the end of the line, and it's really the end of the line. And again, that's why I'm so excited that my, my recovery is a journey. It's a journey to recovery. It is not a, it's not a destination. Recovery is not a destination because I, I don't ever want to be done. Do you? Do you ever want to finish what you're doing now? I don't. By the way, Go to recoveryguy.org, go to my podcast, go to your favorite podcast channel with the Recovery Guy podcast, go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram, download, share, help me out, get the word out, let people know about what we're doing, and I appreciate everything that you do, that's for sure. Hey, today's podcast is called The Building Blocks of Recovery. I love that. Building blocks of recovery. I was just watching a show the other night. Laura and I were just kicking it and 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 relaxing. And, and I came across this show and it talked about the building blocks of, uh, of actually creating a recipe and the things that you needed to do to have this successful outcome in the kitchen. 
And I thought of the building blocks. You know what? Because that's what we need to do, right? Even, even when children are young, right? We give them building blocks uh, to see what they can do with it. And, and, and to, so even from a child in recovery, we're giving building blocks, we're giving some essential tools and resources that we can take. Building blocks, they're really foundational to anything we hope to build. A building block is simply defined as a basic element or a component. It is a basic element or component. Now, just because it's basic does not minimize its necessity or importance. Basic actually means foundational. If you look at any scientific method or even, let's say, protein, for example, there are building blocks for protein. So if you want protein, if you appreciate protein, then you have to appreciate the building blocks that are associated with creating that protein. They are essential. And understanding how something became something else, we need to understand what the building blocks are. How did we get there? How did we arrive at that? And that's what this podcast is all about. Often, building blocks can appear rather simple. Yet, when combined properly, they can create something very complex. Once again, just like our protein, our recovery in our new way of living requires building blocks. They, it just does. We don't just get here. The building blocks, and if you notice even the 12 steps of recovery or whatever recovery plan you're involved with, you know, we don't start out with step nine. It would scare me to death if I had to go and just make amends to people that I had harmed. Or starting with step 10, where I continue to take personal inventory. First of all, the word continue implies I've already done it, which up to recovery, I hadn't. But I continued to take personal inventory, and when I was wrong, promptly admitted it. No. It starts out with the building block, something foundationally element and necessary to moving forward. So I start out with admitting my powerless over that substance and the unmanageability of my life. And I move through with sanity and turning my will and my life over to care, taking inventory, sharing the inventory, those types of things. They're all building blocks that get me to steps 10, 11, and 12, which are my maintenance steps, where I take that inventory. I seek power through revelation of my higher power, God as I understood God. And praying for that knowledge and the power to carry that out. And then what do I carry out? I go carry that message that I had gained. All step one through nine, they're building blocks for living out the program. Do you feel what I'm saying? So when I consider the basic elements of my recovery or as referred to as building blocks, I think of six things. Now they're broken down into groups of three, but there's six things necessary. 
in my opinion. There's probably more when you chase rabbits. Uh, but for the sake of this podcast, we're just going to talk about six of those things today that I think are building block essential, just like building blocks are essential for protein. I believe these building blocks blocks are essential for my personal recovery and maybe yours as well. The first thing I think about is how I achieve my recovery. And secondly, I think about what to do with it. I think about my recovery in terms of attaining it. And then once I have it, what do I do with it? Right? Does that make sense? So whether or not you're a person of 12-step recovery, and if you have that background, is not relevant um, because you'll catch on. This is not rocket scientists. These are applicable things that transcend all thinking, all levels. And that's one of the most beautiful things about uh, 12-step recovery. Uh, I find no, uh, no contradiction with my Christianity or any of the monotheistic religions of the world. And I think it's very consistent with them in terms of God as you understand, God being the ultimate source of authority and power, and the attributes of that higher power that we are to liken ourselves to, and there's steps to do that, right? And so as we would consider this from a 12-step or a universal wellness background, uh, there's some things that... uh, are really specific to Alcoholics Anonymous, but you'll get it. Uh, once again, if you're if you're a twelve step person, you'll know exactly where I'm going when I when I start there. Uh, and if you're not, um, I, I think you'll dig where we're going to go today in terms of building blocks of recovery. So in in Alcoholics Anonymous, if you know the symbol, um, you know the emblem, it is a triangle. And so there's two triangles that I really want to just cover and discuss today. The first triangle has three words associated with it. It is the how spelled out, and that is the foundation of recovery. People say, how do you get sober? How do you get clean? How do you start on this path of recovery? Well, spelled out, how is quite simply, and I say quite simply, but getting there isn't simple because we have to be broken. And getting broken is not simple, it's painful. Um, but once we get there, the simplicity of it is, um, is to be appreciated. But it's simply honesty, open-minded, and willingness or willing. And that is the three sides of an AA triangle. Obviously, being honest is foundational. You know, even admitting we have to be honest 
in our admission that we are powerless over whatever the substance or the behavior is. And we need to be honest when we admit our degree of unmanageability in our life. Because without that honesty, without me admitting to my innermost self, right? Uh, Bill Wilson in uh, the 12 and 12 of Alcoholics Anonymous, 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, talks about nobody likes to admit defeat. I must be honest. It's non-negotiable. Honesty is non-negotiable as a building block. And we are honest to the best of our ability, even through our fear. Now our honesty grows and our depth and, and consistency of honesty will grow over time. But we need to be foundationally honest. And maybe you're not honest with another person next to you. But I heard it said early on that you need to be honest. What would the truth be? Check it out. What would the truth be? What is the truth when it's two o'clock in the morning, the lights are out, and nobody else is there? What's the truth? And you've woken up and you've told yourself the truth. Now, that's just obviously a, a, a situation, but the whole purpose is at that point, when it's two o'clock in the morning, obviously it's keeping you up. The lights are out. No one can see you. Nobody else is there, so no one can hear you. What is the truth? Are you willing to be honest in that moment? Once we move from that building block of honesty, we move toward open-minded. Now that I've admitted the truth about myself as one of the building blocks, now I need to be open-minded because obviously my best thinking got me to where I am at. My best thinking. Not very good. <laughs> Not very good thinking, right? If it gets me to, to scream, I can't do this anymore. My life is a shambles. My life is a wreck. I'm tired of losing everything that I've lost and tangibles and the intangibles, both the personal and the impersonal. Right? So we are open-minded because if I'm honest with myself, I must admit that someone else has a better answer. Someone else has another way for me. And then, of course, I need to be willing to follow that path. And that's where my open-mindedness leads me to. There is another way. I can't do this on my own. I am broken. I need help, foundational building block. Maybe you have a way for me to get out. I will listen to what you have to say. I will listen to the idea. I will understand your experience. Oh, and by the way, yes, I am willing to implement those things in my life to make a difference. So again, that triangle, that first triangle is how. Honesty, open-minded and willingness. Without these three elements or components, whatever you want to call them, personal recovery will likely escape us altogether. It will be marginalized or it will be short-lived. There's not any other options. And if, 
And if you think there are other options, well, I probably shouldn't be someone that you're listening to because I'm going to tell you straight up, you know, it says in the big book, we thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Then it talked about holding on to old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Then it goes on and says, remember, we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, and powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. We have to be honest there. It is too much for me. I can't change the way that I am by the way that I am. I need to become open-minded to other things, and then I need to be willing to go down. Because I've seen it more times than not. And I'll tell you, as a person of recovery who's been doing this for decades, and I know people have been doing it for decades. And you know, it's still the same thing. My friend Chaz, who celebrated four years, or Wendy with four years, or Angela, or any of my other younger friends in Discovery, or Scott B. with 13 years, or, or Melissa with seven years, they will tell you that we need to open ourselves up to others and then be willing to go that path. That's the only reason that they have their recovery. And not only their recovery, but their growth and recovery. They decided that to not have their recovery marginalized or even short-lived where they relapse, they must do certain things. It is only when I embrace these three basic elements that I receive or achieve the transformation that recovery offers. Because recovery is transformational. It's transcendent. We literally become a new person. As the Bible would say, we become new creatures in Christ. In recovery, we become transcendent beings. We become a brand new person that in many cases and in many ways is unrecognizable to the person we were prior to recovery. We might have some physical similarities, but that's about where it ends. You would not know us. We have a, a new way of thinking. We have a new way of living. We have a new way of caring. We have a new way of sharing that is directly opposed to how we used to live. People would say, I know who you are, but who the hell are you, right? <laughs> I'm not that person anymore. I don't push people away. I draw people through attraction rather than promotion to me. And these are the things that we can find in recovery. It's transformational. It's transcendent. Once I have become or begun to establish myself as a person of recovery, I, I don't really graduate to the next level or triangle without coming to an understanding that there is a further need. I need 
to discover more, right? My middle name is more. Just because I'm well does not mean I don't become weller than the well. The next level, the next triangle that we come across is wonderful and hits to the heart and the core of what we do with the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Because I, I believe that if we apply those three things, honesty, willingness, and open-mindedness, whatever combination you want to put them in, then I'm concerned with the next triangle, which is unity. It is service. And it is recovery. These are the basic elements or building blocks to my long-term recovery. Number one, unity. You know, I was only united with people who were on the same level as me, and that level was death. There was no unity with people who wanted the best for me because I didn't understand why they would or I rejected the things that they did. There was no unity. There was only disunity. That's why we would leave things that were otherwise good to us and for us. Tradition one in Alcoholics Anonymous and even in your monotheistic religions of the world is about unity, being a family, being a part of. Again, preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women. There is a unity there and there is a solution. We are like the passengers of a great liner when moment after rescue from shipwreck, when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. Unlike the feeling of the ship's passengers, however, our joy and escape from disaster does not subside as we go our own individual ways. The feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which now binds us. Unity, right? Tradition one of the program of recovery is our unity. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Our common welfare, common, our human, our humanity. That's what that word common means in the, in the Greek and the Latin. Common, humanity. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Our common, what we share, should come first. We are more important than me. Isn't that great? I was so grateful to find that. It took so much pressure off of me when I realized it was about me. It wasn't about me. I did not have to do this alone. You were going to show me how we could do it together. The unity is so vital as a building block of recovery. And if I'm honest, I will tell you how much I need you and how important you are to me. And then there's service. You know, I love to tell people that you can't fill a cup that is full, right? You can overflow it, but that's like, that's like taking a drink out of a fire hose, right? 
Why would you, why would you try to fill a cup that's already filled? All you're going to do is spill the good stuff. But an empty cup, <laughs> an empty cup, now we're on to something. I can fill an empty cup. And that's what service is. Service is being emptied. Service is saying, for me to become more, I need to become less. I need to empty myself of all that's been given so I can be filled with all that I am to receive. I don't have to hold on to things anymore. This is not about you liking me or me liking you so you can get what I got. I don't, I don't have to play that game anymore. You love me because you love me. Not because you need anything from me. You love me because who I am. Not based on what I bring to the table or what I do. And that is service. I'm so glad that God's promise is to replace everything that I give of myself, of my time, of my talents, of my understanding. I grow so much more through giving than I ever thought I would holding on. You know, I've told this story before. I still miss Jack, my sponsor. He's been passed away over a year and a half now. Passed away 44 years sober and clean. Died of cancer, sadly. But he's on to that sober heaven. And I could not be more grateful to know that that is where he is and how he went. But I remember coming back and after my relapse, after a few months, and Max moved and, and uh, Jack became my sponsor, I, I said to Jack, I said, Jack, I need to make sure that I don't go through this again. What do I need to do, Jack? How do I stay clean and sober one day at a time for the rest of my life? And he said, service. Jack was a great example of service. He said, service, Bob. He said, I've never known, and this is true for me as well. He said, I've never known anyone who was honestly and actively involved in service to relapse. And he said it with a straight face. He said, I've never known anyone honestly and actively involved in service who has relapsed. Now, there was a couple caveats, caveats to that. Honestly and actively, you sort that out for yourself. Take your own inventory there. So service. And you know what? So far, so far he's been right. He probably told me that, uh, well, uh, probably close to 34 years ago that he told me that. And up to now, he's been right. So I think he's right. And all of that leads to recovery, unity, service, and recovery. They all go hand in hand. They, 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 they dovetail so perfectly off of each other because my reward to service is recovery, continual recovery, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. 
We try to carry this message to other alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. What principles? The principles of recovery, honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, unity, service translates into recovery. And not only just recovery on a, on a minimal level, but I'm talking about depth of recovery. I'm talking about quantity that far outweighs quality. I'm talking about a depth of security and a depth of joy and gratitude that no way I could have achieved this depth and this amount of time because of everything else that goes together, because they are building blocks. Recognizing the importance of unity as a source of agreement and power gives me what I need gives me what I need to fulfill the 12th step, which once again is where the rubber meets the road in my serving as I have been served. And as a part of that unity and service, I will continue to appreciate and grow my recovery so I am more inclined to unify with others to increase and deepen in my level of service, which will promote more personal recovery. Building blocks are essential in all aspects of the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual aspects of living. And I hope you have found that this is true for you. Building blocks of recovery. We're going to have a building blocks to something. It might as well be recovery. And there's a path that has been clearly laid out for us. And I try to articulate this to you today. And I hope this has made a difference in your life and has even challenged you to dig a little deeper, to get a little bit more honest, a little bit more willing, and a little bit more open-minded that you understand unity and its importance to a greater degree, and it has inspired you to go serve others, that you can deepen your recovery because it is now consistent with everything else that you are doing and certainly who you are. Go to recoveryguy.org. Go to patreon.com forward slash recoveryguy to give on a monthly basis. Go to Venmo at Robert hyphen pardon hyphen three for a one-time donation. Go to your favorite podcast channel and find Recovery Guy. Again, find it through the website, download the blogs, recovery underscore guy on Instagram, the recovery guy on Facebook. Find us, meet us, message us, share us. Let us know what we can do to help make your recovery journey the best it can possibly be. And as always, my name is Robert and I am the recovery guy.